Welcome to Sh- We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Salette. And this is Kalina. And today with us, we are super excited to have Zoe Indiana with us to talk about her book, Vengeance Denied, and really about anything else. I mean, we're going to talk- Well, the whole trilogy for the, sure. Yes. The Vengeance series. Yes. Is it? Is it just, is it called the Vengeance Trilogy? It's called the Vengeance Trilogy, but it turned out to be five books. Oh! With the option to keep going, so... Oh yeah, it definitely is not over. <laughs> we, we found that out at the end of this book. Very like, wait, <laughs> that doesn't no, you, feel no, like it... it <laughs> there's more story here. There, there is, but unfortunately not for Bash and Freya. It makes no. me very sad. I cried so much through this book. <laughs> Like, no. Yeah, and we're actually excited because we do have a question about that. So we're hoping to get a little bit more intel on, on Freya and Bash on that. But before we start on any of this, one of the segments that we do is called a quickie. So we're just going to throw that at you real quick. Have you answer first and then we'll throw in our answers and then we'll get started. Okay. okay. So what would you prefer to experience? An alien invasion or the rise of the machine's artificial intelligence? This <laughs> football sucks so hard. I know. We were saying the same thing. <laughs> I mean, if there are color-changing aliens, like, in my box, that wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> but, um, no, that, I mean, do they have some of the enhancements that Bash has? Maybe the, the machines wouldn't be so bad either. I don't know. It could go, it could go both ways. <laughs> Unless the batteries run out and then we have problems, but you know. That's true. It's true. We could take away all those Duracells. What do you think, Sels? I think I would take the AI over the aliens. I feel like since we had a part in creating them, we sort of maybe have a way to take them down or just like chuck them all in the ocean or something. You know, because they're allergic to water, right? So the salt water would be bad for I most think of them. I that think. would be bad. But we know dick about aliens. We don't. Yeah, it's true. It could be any kind of it alien. It could be any kind of alien. I mean, I agree, Zoe. Color changing ones would be cool. Like They're like mood rings. But mm. I feel like we would have a better chance against the AI. Yeah, yeah. And also, I feel like if we're going to get destroyed, at least it should be self-inflicted. <laughs> Like, you know, we we did this to ourselves, (laughs) so we can't be all that angry, but like, you know, outer space, like, invaders would be like, damn, that just sucks. Well, that's, you know, it's rude for one. (laughs) Come on. And two, it's... We might have a fighting chance against the aliens. I mean, if we're the ones creating the AI, they they, they know how stupid humans are. (laughs) That's true. That's a huge disadvantage. (laughs) That's a good point. I have a strong fear of of AI, and I don't even have any of the smart speakers or smart adapted anything in my house. I won't. I won't do it. There's nothing you can talk to in this home. I'm just like, now, I I can I can push buttons. I don't need to. I don't need it listening to me. I have one in every room. (laughs) Awful. So awful. I mean, it is pretty scary, but at the most, they're going to listen to me talk about sex on books. Well, we do record that I, and put that in the internet anyway. Do, so it's already out there. But I mean, I have nothing to hide. I'm not a criminal. I don't break laws. Like, you know, so whatever. But I mean, I understand the whole privacy thing. Like, I, I get that. It goes way beyond just that. But I just don't yeah. trust them. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So that was fun. That- <laughs> And nice. at the end of the day, I hope by not ex- not to experience anything yeah. along those lines. <laughs> let's, not, let's just not do that. I just don't want it in my lifetime. Someone else. <laughs> Good okay. luck, children. <laughs> 
All right. So we, for this podcast, we read uh, Vengeance Denied, which is the third full book in the in the Vengeance series. We had done Vengeance Unveiled for episode 63 and Vengeance Executed for episode 85. Uh, this third book just came out this year in May. So hopefully everybody who's listening got it and read it along with us. Mm-hmm. And it is the continuation of Bash and Freya's story. And a super large twist that happens at the very beginning is they get abducted by aliens. At the very beginning? Or right? At the very end? The very be- Well, actually, it's both, doesn't it? <laughs> I was, like, it does. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> but the big, like the first, what is the surprise? Yes, yes that's the surprise. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. I guess they're all surprises. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so there's this other race of aliens, Zytarians. Uh-huh. Yay. Okay. And they are all male. And so they have found out about uh, the, this world where Freya and Bash live. And they come and they destroy the planet, basically, by breaking up the atmosphere, the dome thing that we had talked about in, I think, episode one yep. that they were living under. And they teleport all of the people off world and take them back to their own planet. They separate out the, the women because they're really interested in having the women help them procreate since they have been all male for millennia. They just use cloning right now. So they start divvying up women among the, the alien men. Freya gets assigned to the war chief war chief who's not a very good guy (laughs) and and, uh chaos ensues a lot of fighting (laughs) happens uh they have all this advanced technology since they can do cloning and stuff so they're able to repair some of the women's physical issues so like freya's infertile and they repair her fertility thus leading to a baby (laughs) and for a while we're not sure whose is it the aliens is it bashes turns out luckily it's bashes i knew it was bashes (laughs) (laughs) and then we get some more war because that is that's a big big storyline in in all of these books is that from the beginning when they're part of the resistance to bringing down the sovereign to now fighting the aliens that have captured them so we have to fight that there's an inter like the aliens fight each other there's a lot of war happening there's just action and action Action, and action action, and then (laughs) oh there's more aliens (laughs) well there's humans there's humans on a spaceship and at the end of the day, there's an alien overlord who's doing science experiments on these different worlds. And that's really what has been going on this whole time. Yep. So we end kind of there. Yes. You know, and uh, with future future <laughs> looks to come, I, I guess. To your point, Zoe, it was started out of the trilogy and now it's not. There's more and I think there should be more. <laughs> these books were so much fun. We had a lot of fun reading and we had a lot of fun reviewing them. And so, I mean, I guess to start off we want to kind of know like what where did you get this idea from what inspired all this because this third book had us jumping to different spots a lot and there was tons and tons of action and you know we started this podcast so that we could talk about sex and books but obviously we want to talk about this story too but it, we haven't read anything like this before so what inspired it um, a lot of things <laughs> Um, so like there, there, there's a lot of people who, who think you should write books that are like all the other books that are out there. 
And so when I first started re- researching romance and like how to write romance, well, one of the rules is you, you don't break tropes and you don't break the rules of romance. And that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> so I took a lot of real world issues that I faced and a lot of women have faced, you know, the idea and pressure that women are here to procreate, which is great if you do. Um, some of us don't want to, can't, whichever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to flip those social issues over and put it on the men just to kind of make it a little more familiar and like open up the discussion that of what like a lot of people go through. Another reason why I flipped the, the bill on the abuse that happened in the past as well, mm-hmm. um, just because there's, as someone who comes from that background, you know, it, it's one thing for a woman, to, a woman to go through that, but it's another thing for like a guy to go through that because there's a lot less awareness and things like that. So I was trying to show the awareness on it as well. But I took one of the biggest tropes in romance and flipped it over and crushed everything. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of killing off all the men, I, or off killing off all the women, I killed off all the men. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we first read this book when the when the pandemic first started, the, the very first the, one, and so we. We just thought it was serendipitous. It was just so funny when we were like, oh my God, is it all the, is this what's going to happen in real life? Are all the men going to die? It's like, what's happening yeah. here? And at that time, the coronavirus was hitting men harder. Yes. They were having, uh, more of them were being hospitalized, having adverse reactions to it. So it did, it was, it was a little prescient. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, this is real time. This what? could be really bad. Zoe's predicting the future here. <laughs> Luckily, oh yeah, it yeah, we're good. Know. We're all, we're <laughs> all good. I started writing in 2018. If that helps, yeah. <laughs> Don't blame Zoe, people. No, 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 no. not her fault. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> so, I mean, that was one of the most interesting pieces of, especially the first book, and we, I think we talked about it in that episode. But it was so interesting to read the tropes that are upended and flipped on their head mm-hmm. with. Freya teaching Bash how to fight as opposed to every other romance book where it's the strong supernatural man who has to or I mean some of them aren't supernatural but who has all of this fighting skill history and he's he's teaching his new lady how to defend herself and instead we've got you know the role reversal there I thought that the sex scenes in the first book were incredibly they were so graceful so graceful yeah graceful is the word where <laughs> you're dealing with Bash's trauma and history mm-hmm. but you know, also showing how like he's moving on, creating new memories, new connections and relationships with Freya. They're helping him like work through some of that trauma and that past and, and, and heal and all of that. And then even into the third book is it's kind of a flip on the traditional alien invasion story. Instead of an invasion, they all get kidnapped. Yes. <laughs> so now it's like, you know, you don't want to play by any of the rules. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I try really hard, but it never works. It, you Even know, with my shifter stuff. <laughs> I, it was it was what kept bringing us back, honestly, because yeah. we were just like, and and your books are so fun to read, but that you were breaking all of these tropes, and we, you know, we were catching on to that, and I think my favorite one was understanding Bash's background and his story and the trauma that he had been through because I think that is such an important message like you said Zoe we don't hear that side of it at all and everybody not everybody but other people go through it too not just women not just young people and so I really appreciate it because when we get to C9 
scenes like that sometimes where like, oh, do we continue? Do we go on? Do we read something like that? And you didn't write any like any of the abuse, which would have been hard to, to read through. But you wrote the beautiful love scenes in, in book one between Freya and Bash and how she was so gentle with him. And she was so like, I don't know. I, I really appreciated that from that context because she also had never seen a guy before at all. <laughs> And she's just, you know, like poking him and like making sure he's it's real. Like, oh. And what is exactly what is that? you know? And he'd read romance novels, which was one of my favorite things about him. Yeah, yeah having that was one of my favorite things too. And I and I love that you break those barriers. I think that's what keeps people coming back because it's not the same story over and over and over. And that and it's like, aliens, which I have to admit I didn't catch on. I know it was so obvious. I was really, I was really hoping for like a Truman Show type of thing (laughs) where I wanted that dome to be like a real dome and like a whole bunch of really stupid men behind it that are like controlling all of the women because I wanted another reason to be mad at men, I guess. I don't know. You need more? I need more. Well, I mean, the alien overlord's a man or at least seemed male gendered, I guess. We don't know. We don't know much about it. That's true. We don't know. Okay. So maybe. Yeah, I mean, I felt, I love that in the first episode I said it was an experiment. I did think it was men behind the experiment, but it was an experiment and that makes me happy. I was like, yeah. You got a lot of your theories right, I think. I think. It just was so, it's, that first one left all those breadcrumbs that were just so, you just, I was so desperate to read more because I was like, well, now I have to know. Like, what's the answer to all of these stories? And we get it, like it, it comes through the next two books yeah. where we get the arc um, and end up on this really crazy sounding alien world. Yes, totally. What, was that your, like, I know that you were trying to break these tropes and you had these ideas, but did you know that that's what was going to happen at the end of your books, that they were just going to be so, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't plan any of this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I sit down and whatever happens, happens. Like, uh, I I don't plot any of it. Like, I knew, like, there was going to be an overlord from the beginning. I had no idea she was going to end up with the weird alien tracer thing. I had no idea who the Sovereign was actually going to be. I was so <laughs> mad when that happened, too, because we were serious. Um... <laughs> Like part part of the adventure of writing is because I don't I don't have a clue what's gonna happen. I'm like, oh, this is what's gonna happen. Let's do it. And then like Frey and Bash go, no, we're going this way. And I'm like, okay, well, great, that happened. Oh, great, now Alistair's trying to blow something on both. Alistair. Oh, he's my favorite. Yeah. I yes. want to pet him. <laughs> I am very excited for Alistair's story because. He was right all along. He's the one yeah. at the very beginning who said it was aliens. And everyone thought he was crazy. And he got mad. He yeah. was pissed at everyone. He was like, fuck all of you guys. I told you this was aliens. <laughs> yeah. No, he saw it coming. So the title of this third one is Vengeance Denied. Because we spend <laughs> so much of like, especially the first book, really building up the backstory for both of the main characters and how they're seeking to end this cruel world in which they live where the the government is so corrupt and manipulative and really making these choices like experimenting on Freya, holding Bash hostage and using him for procreation purposes Uh and all of this. And the more you find out, like as the stories go, the more they uncover information, the, the, 
deeper or like the the bigger these conspiracies are and they're not they're not as simple and so the vengeance it's hard to get vengeance vengeance. it's hard to get vengeance because the thing the person who you're really mad at or you know who you thought you were going to you know destroy is no longer what caused the their overall problems in the first place right so yeah. <laughs> I think what we're trying to get to here, Zoe, is explain the title of this last one and where, like, whose denial is it, I guess? Or, like, who was who was it that got the vengeance? No one. I guess no one. No, no one. Yeah. So the, the whole thing is following Freya trying to find vengeance for the life that she was put through as a child, you know, the cruel experiments and all mm-hmm. of this stuff. And so at first she thinks that's Ari, and so as she starts to take Ari down, she thinks it's Sovereign, and as she discovers who the Sovereign is and takes them down, it turns out that all of it was, you know, Ari and the Sovereign were just trying to do the best they had with what they were given, they were never in control to begin with. And then she goes on to find the real source of the vengeance, who is the Overlord, which we don't actually get to see in the series. But yeah, so vengeance was ultimately denied. Completely (laughs) denied. It was, that was my biggest question before we started reading the book. And I was like, I don't get it. (laughs) It should be vengeance conquered or something <laughs> achieved achieved like i was vengeance exclamation point <laughs> well even to the point where on a more personal level you know towards the end of book three they run into deja again and yeah. and bash doesn't even get vengeance on her you know at the end he he has to let her go because they have bigger issues happening there's bigger yeah. things going on so so he doesn't like even just a small small v vengeance <laughs> to be like you were horrible to me my but he doesn't even get that yeah and that that was a really hard scene because freya knew because freya hates her too so it's like you know you want to protect the ones you love but there is a bigger issue here yeah. and God, you know who i really hate is her mom genevieve yeah <laughs> can't and i always forget her name yeah that she she's a hard character to understand the i mean we get that she was being given orders by what the lord dad walk dad walk overlord um but it still feels like questionable like but why why did you you know why did she do what she did to both tristan and freya her kids why did she wait she had a third kid too right wasn't there a a, Emra, the sister Emra. that was yeah, the sister, um, the the hacker and spy in the um, holiday series. That's right. Oh, I never got there. Yes. yes. Oh. So yeah, I mean, it just it's hard to like. So she's a character that is hard to sympathize because <laughs> she's not. She sucks. She sucks. <laughs> she sucks. I think I wanted her to die so bad in the second book that you she, thought died. she died. She died in my head, but then she came back, and I was like, wait, how is she here? <laughs> She texts me, she's like, wait, I thought I thought her mom was dead. And so I was like, confused. No. <laughs> no, no. Basically, they took away all of her power and she like gave up and locked herself away. And they were like, well, she's harmless now, so at least she can't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, better to forget and move on than, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, I mean, kind of helped because it kind of saved their butts in the next book, which is kind of painful to have to go through. But no, one of the concepts that I was fighting with a lot is you know the good of one or the good of the many which is what you know it's a Mm. reoccurring theme you see 
a lot. Mm -hmm. And so one of the um, situations, and there's a, I don't know, a short story that I wrote a long time ago that I haven't released that has Genevieve's story and like how she got to be up to Freya's birth, how she got involved into all of this, but I haven't done anything with it. Um, I should probably release it. So, like, what, one of the things that she does is, like, well, you know, I can either save my daughter and doom all of our planet or stop my daughter and then save the rest of the planet. And so she makes so many of those decisions and situations that there's actually quite a few people that she's hurting, you know, because mm-hmm. the mistake that they made with, you know, not listening to the Overlord the first time released the virus, that's what killed off the men. So, okay. you know, they finally, I don't know if I explained that very well. I don't think I caught that. I didn't even catch that either. I thought his experiment was to have no men on that planet. <laughs> uh, it been. Okay. But he tells them that because they didn't listen that he's going to punish them with okay. the virus oh. that kills off the men. Okay. Is so is that the same did the same thing happen to the Zyterians then and all the women were killed off? Like how did they disappear? So they didn't listen either, and then he just took the women away from that planet. Yeah, so one, one of the little spoilers that you'll you'll kind of learn as the rest of the books come out is that basically there's just a, an entire galaxy created that has, like, these constructed planets on it. Like, I was doing, I was pulling a little bit from... Um, Hitchhikers? Yeah, you know, with the constructed yeah, planets. Yeah. He puts a couple of them out there, he cuts them off from each other, see how they all evolve, and, and one section he's doing in this is, you know, seeing what one gender will do when the other one is removed, you know, how they'll adapt and things like that. And so this is kind of the area that we're in. Mm. And so after Freya takes everything down, he's like, well, you didn't listen the first time, so here, have some alien men to come ruin your day. <laughs> More. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even as aliens, jeez, these men. <laughs> well, I thought it was really interesting that on the all-male planet, they had kind of like a dual government structure where there's the war chieftain mm-hmm. and the peace chieftain that seemed, at least on that continent, because then there was also the, the other, people, other continent, this... which we didn't really get into, yeah. which is fine. Uh, <laughs> we can only do so much. <laughs> it's only one book. <laughs> but um, they had developed this dual government structure yeah. to kind of keep both parties in check versus on the women's planet we just had the sovereign and this like kind of corrupt power control system mm-hmm. that's another almost not what you would expect from the gender roles the traditional gender roles that you you know we kind of think of yeah that's like, true if, if the planet was always run was completely run by women would it what would it, would look it like? be better we and did you gave us yeah. <laughs> planet that didn't look good and i was like damn it that's true <laughs> we did touch on that in the first book we we're like well it doesn't matter who rules the world people suck in general <laughs> absolute power Just... corrupts so but yeah then on the male planet they had this different structure that seemed to be working pretty well until all the women showed up and fucked with it. <laughs> freya really fucks with anything she gets her hands into <laughs> Yes, she really does. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, I think we should talk about the important scenes. Oh, the sex? The sex. Okay. (laughs) All of the scenes are good, but (laughs) the evolution of your sex. 
most in these books that, or at least in these three that I've read, because I haven't read any of them. I haven't, I, I'm a stupid reader. I'm not a very good reader. So it's hard for me to have time to read, but, so I haven't read any of the shorts, but I heard that they have a lot of really good sex in it. So, but the, the sex that you created between Bash and Freya was, of course, it had to start really gentle and soft and everything in the beginning because they both had never experienced Fear had never experienced sex at all, but Bash was abused. So having that introduction was really, really, really great and having um, it slow and, and, you know, emotional and soft. And then towards the end, you know, second book, they're doing a lot of makeup sex because <laughs> they're always mad at each other. <laughs> they are mad at each other a lot in book two. Yeah. And then in book three, you introduce butt play, which is always something I'm interested in, like, listening and and, and talking about because it's not something – that's also something that we don't get very much in books. I mean, we get it a lot in our reverse harems. Well, yeah. Well, because there's only so many, <laughs> there's only so many places you can go, <laughs> yeah, I guess. I think yeah, it just probably depends on the books we, we yeah. pick. We've That's tended true. to pick ones that just don't have it in it. Not not intentionally. It's just right. We're just flipping through the book to see I if there's anal. In- <laughs> there's not a list out there that I've discovered yet <laughs> of all the romance books listed by sex scenes. Yeah, that might help. Somebody somebody create a database please, for me. Please send it that. It would make it easier. <laughs> but yes. Where were we going? I don't know. We were just discussing (laughs) it. All of a sudden, I was talking about Ashley. Now I'm distracted. Sorry. (laughs) Well, yes, because in this book, in a different way than in the previous two, both Freya and Bash were put in peril in it. Like... Yes. So in the like second book, they kept fighting just because they were trying to protect each other and like pursue their own vengeance or, you know, <laughs> their agenda, <laughs> their agenda in a yeah. different way and try to keep the other one safe. But here, all of a sudden, they're taken completely out of comfort zone, out of everything they know. And they're put on this alien world where, you know, they have no control. They seem to be completely at the mercy of the aliens and each one is being used against each other. Mm-hmm. So then when they finally get, you know, through some of that early stuff and get to come back together, it is a different, it is like their sex scene because it's not the makeup sex from book two. It's not right. the exploratory, like getting to know each other sex from book one. It is the survival of their relationship and their really tightening, strengthening of their bonds mm-hmm. sex. So mm-hmm. good. Yeah, it is good. <laughs> it's really good. And I do like that Bash was very, <laughs> very, um, I guess careful or naive about the fact that he's like, is this gonna hurt the baby? <laughs> oh yeah, he had to ask Eric. It was funny because neither of them knew because you know they were never supposed to ha- have anything to do with the child rearing process or the pregnancy process. Yeah, right. So I tried to remove like my own knowledge a lot and try to apply like what the world building for them would be, and like Bash is there just to get people pregnant, and then he's he's not supposed to be around the women after they're pregnant because he's he's been used. So mm-hmm. why would he know you know if they can have sex after they're pregnant? That's not something he would have been taught. And Freya was sterilized as a child, so, like, she's never thought about it, so, like, why would she know? So, it, it made sense for them to neither know, and it made it even funnier that they had to ask an AI for advice. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great. Because even, like, you would, it's hard to even understand how Eric would have the information, like, where they would find it in the databases, because... Technically, they're all this scientific experiment from this overlord, so 
was there ever information on that in the historical archives? But I guess there must have been enough that Eric could put it together. Yeah. Yeah. Eric was an interesting character. Well, yeah. and, and they reproduced from female sperm is what it's called the scientific process where they take female genes and splice it together. So they still had natural births and mm-hmm. natural pregnancies. So they would have been, he would have been able to take the information from, from that, which was a pretty common occurrence on their planet. Yeah. Oh. Okay. But yeah. (laughs) Sorry. No. Now I'm thinking. Now I've got the word female sperm in my head. (laughs) Squirrel. That's how all of this started. (laughs) (laughs) I saw this research article about how they they had this theory about female sperm and whether or not it would be viable to like for procreation and stuff. And I was like, oh, I have to write this. Yes. That's very interesting. Huh. All right. I'm writing that down. (laughs) Well, it's also, you know, it sets up another contrast with the male alien world. Yeah. Because they, without access to wombs and the ability to grow new life, they have relied on cloning. And so their only option is they just make exact cells (laughs) over and over again. (laughs) Whereas at least on the women planet, they're melding DNA of different women and creating new life and, and they grow through a you know more natural process and, and then we just have these alien men who are just like, ah, it's time for me to die. I'll come back again. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh man. That would, like for a millennia of that, that would be awful. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a horrible world of just the same men over and over and over again. Ugh. That would- <laughs> Uh, the more I think about it, the less I like that place. Especially the the warlord. He yeah. was a dick. And his second in command. I don't remember his name. I don't either. But um, but he sucked too. Yeah, he totally <laughs> sucked. They sucked. You threw us for a loop with the cloning. Oh, man. The cloning. I don't know why I said cloning. That's not a word. But the cloning really, really threw me off. When all of a sudden they busted into the room and Bash went to go hug Freya and he was like, uh, it's not really her. And I'm like, what? That is her. I, I mean, I thought I thought maybe like one of her circuits was off. I know she's not an AI, but because her telekinesis wasn't working, I was like, okay, just drink some milk, you'll be good. And <laughs> you know, and and so I was like, okay, but then all of a sudden they're like, that's not really her, because Eric was like, that's not her, that's not the real Freya, it's a clone. Did then Bash was like, yeah, I know she's a clone, but I still love her. And then they had this big old conversation. I was like, when the fuck did Freya become a clone? I like threw me for a loop. You really got me there. I actually had to go back and read because I'm like, did she die in the Coliseum? I don't know when. When did she actually? Well, no, because she was a clone then. When they were fighting. That's her, right, because she didn't have she her was telekinesis. A clone when they were fighting her. So then we, we don't know. When, when when they were trying to repair her sterilization, they accidentally killed her and they cloned her. That's why um, oh. Bash later found her body, and that's why that's when her telekinesis started like misfiring. So like she was able to pick up the alien and drag him, but then she wasn't able to move him after that, and like some of her telekinesis was hit or miss and that's why she starts picking up on Bash's thoughts Mm -hmm. Um, and she doesn't realize it's her uh, telepathy instead of the nanites and so there's like little clues that tell you and that's why she was so uncoordinated when she woke up because she'd never walked before and wow Okay. Which, you know, when, when Bash thinks he's found Freya and he's like, oh, we're going to go get her. And then he finds her dead body. That was a really emotional scene for me because I was like, I killed Freya. Yeah. When I, I found- like, really killed her this time, I didn't bring her back. Like, it's a whole new Freya. And I was like, oh, gee, what kind of ramifications come from this? <laughs> 
That was hard. It was, I was hard. Very like concerned about dead Freya. I I was too, and I was like, I don't. I was in denial. That was my vengeance denied right there. <laughs> I. I couldn't handle it at first. I had to, first I had to go back and reread it and then I had to walk away because I was like, but that's, but it's her, but it's not her. So I understand how Bash felt, but then he did a really, really good job explaining it to Eric when Eric was like, uh, we should kill her because that's not really Freya. And Eric's like, but it is Freya because blah, 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 you're Eric 2.0. So shut up. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Sorry. My paraphrase is not as good as Kalina's. <laughs> That's what you do. No, it's perfect. That's exactly what Vash had to do. Was explain like there's times when things like this happen. People get clones sporadically, and yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people would clone people or animals that they love. You know, that's oh, absolutely. They're they're gone, but if you can have a 100 percent replica of them again, I think people would. Yeah, some would, some would not. This guy would. Would not. <laughs> Somehow we got there from our sex talk. I don't know. We don't we have there's no rhythm. There's no What are we doing now? Um <laughs> That's a good point. I want to know if there will be a short story with Eric and the ship's AI. <gasps> Because I really liked that at the end where he was all like, or they they were all like upset about being on that ship with this dumb AI. (laughs) There's actually an epilogue coming out for it for Vengeance the Night that it just has like a little nod to Eric and Onyx fighting again. But no, my my readers have demanded that Eric and Onyx get together. Um, They were actually demanding that before Onyx existed. So um, after Vengeance Executed came out, like, people cried over Eric, like, sacrificing himself. Mm -hmm. And so, like, Mm -hmm. my readers were already like, he he has to have an AI lover. Like, this has to happen. (laughs) He has to have a soulmate. So I'm like, okay. Um, I don't know how to write AI soulmates, but... (laughs) It'll happen at some point, so I I think it's probably going to be more like novella, or it might even turn into a novel, probably. Um, <laughs> but I don't think it's going to be the next book. I think Tristan's going to be the next one. Ooh, yes! I have to Sorry, admit... Sorry, Alistair lovers. It's <laughs> going to be the last one. Even my editor's really mad at me for that one. <laughs> I, I can't wait for Alistair, but I do really, really want a Tristan book. I was really hoping it was going to be Opaka, but... Is it Ellie or is it Elle? Ellie. Ellie, Okay. But you know, Ellie, I could see I could see Ellie. She's she's really into him. But I um I love Opaka too. I think she's a What good do you feel character. about Opaka with the alien? I don't Jada. like I don't like it. I mean Jaja seems like a cool dude, you know, he's colorful. Uh, I don't know. I really I like Tristan and I liked the idea. I actually liked the competition between Opaka and Ellie in mm-hmm. the in the beginning where it was sort of like Ellie was like, fuck this bitch. But Opaka was, she's a gentle soul, and Tristan seems like a gentle soul. We still don't know much about him. No, not too much. I mean, he's dealing so much with that um, addiction issue. Yeah. So, God, you've really tapped into a lot of, like, real life human (laughs) issues that are just... I think it's great. It, really is. It, it, it makes the books uh, emotionally taxing to write just because that there, there's, like, so many emotions and, like... Um, 
Sorry. Hi, kitty. That was my old black cat (laughs) crashing into the cat tower after flinging himself across my kitchen. Nice. Um, Then he had to announce it as well. (laughs) Awesome. Um, And he has the best name ever. His his name is Sir Sebastian Poe, first dark prince of the Obsidian Order. (laughs) No, I've never heard of Star Trek either. But no, so the Vincent's books, like, I've been releasing books in between them because, like, the shifter stuff is, like, fun and it's, like, hearted and it doesn't rip your soul out and then, like, smash it back together and then (laughs) rip it out again, which the Vincent's books do really, really well. And so they're they're a little bit harder to write because I spend so much time crying with my characters and then going, I just, like, they're hurting and I just need time to heal (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, um, the Vengeance books are just coming out slowly because they're they're just so emotionally charged. And I, I think if I were to write them any faster than I do, that it would lose some of the depth of that emotion. So Sure. Well, I mean, like, that's part of the what we do here is we pull out different scenarios and different situations that our characters go through and try to relate them to ourselves. You know, for, like, for instance, at the very end of the book where they're rescued by the new spaceship full of humans. And Star Trek, essentially. Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the, you know, the, the captain of the ship is all like, all right, I'm going to give you a, a choice here. And that is to avenge yourself and we'll go fight and we'll go find this overlord and kill him and save all the other people that are being affected by these experiments that he's doing. Or we can find you a compatible planet and let you and Bash live out your life and just rest the way maybe you guys have wanted to, which is exactly what they have wanted since the beginning of the book. I just want to be with you. I don't want to be anywhere else. I just want to live my life with you in peace and stuff. So where do you go from there? From Freya's side, she has been a warrior her whole life. That's all she knows. She only knows how to fight and avenge and, and things like that. And Bash has never known peace until he met Freya. And that's oh, all. He even knows less well, peace for him since meeting her either yeah well no. love love yes love. definitely peace hmm. maybe not you're right maybe not <laughs> peace but love you know which and he wants to settle down and now they've got a baby on the way so you know like that that's a real life thing i mean besides the alien experiment part you know well let's tie this into our kiss and tell actually that's it, yeah because this is our, our kiss and tell for the episode oh, is dear. What would you choose? You know, what what is it? Like, put yourself in Freya and Vash's shoes. And now you have to choose between fighting and saving the rest of the universe or taking care of your, your loved ones and your life and yourself on a very peaceful, nice planet. Well, we hope it's a peaceful, nice planet. Yes. All we can do is this hope. <laughs> um, I think it's... I think that they have this opportunity and there is... While it can feel like, especially for Freya, like everything has been leading up to her fighting for this vengeance to punish the person responsible for her whole life. But at some point, like that is still giving them the power to control your life. And she now has the opportunity to just move on with Bash to take, you know, seize this chance. And I think it could be a really interesting world of like, they get a chance to actually build a society from the beginning and not have all of these, you know, the overlord messing with things, the sovereign messing with things, like the corrupt government, all of this, they get, if if it works out that they find a planet that is compatible and any women who want to, also all of the men that they had found by the end of book two that were on the planet, Mm -hmm. they get off there, I guess some of the aliens, if they want to join them, I don't know, why not? (laughs) I mean, John 
seems like a good alien. I think they're staying on their world, though. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. like, if they wanted to... They could come. Yeah. Or they could just be friendly, like sure. the two planets. I don't know. They could but, zoom every but once in a while. getting a chance, that's also a valid, you know, not just a valid, but there's worth in that, in, like, joining your your fellow survivors from this experiment and rebuilding together and proving that you're not just an experiment anymore. You're, like, yeah, building a new life and a new future for a whole new generation and Consensually and yeah. willingly. So that, that in a way is taking back the control from the overlord too so I would hope that they pick that route absolutely because they need because you still win and you said this is the end so I think they do pick that route right or, or well, we don't know <laughs> I, I think they're going to get roped into a few things oh. and I think they're going to end up staying on the ship actually oh. which is kind of this something that's revealed in the epilogue that I just finished a little <laughs> bit late so you'll kind of see you know how how they end up doing things you know going into the future they're they're gonna stay on the ship because i mean like they had the chance to rebuild so like in um the end of executed they stayed in the ancient city and they like rebuilt the society and they tried to you know do the whole new world order type thing in their little community and and all of that and now with the captain of the Adestra giving them the option to come and stay or to go somewhere else even though they do choose to keep going after the Afterlord, at that point, it's their choice. They're like, they're taking the power back and making mm-hmm. that decision. Mm-hmm. It's no longer something that's reactionary because they have that chance to step away and to live the life that they've always wanted. But Freya's a valuable weapon and Bash is now a valuable weapon and Eric is just fun and dangerous. <laughs> um, and, I mean, can they really live comfortably <laughs> knowing that they're they're not helping their friends and other people who could be just like them i i don't think that would be very i don't think that's something that that freya could live with i could see that definitely they're definitely gonna slow down there's um some fun things that happen so it does get a little more star trekky and they like go and solve (laughs) but what would you uh, choose uh i know my own personality (laughs) and um um uh, my ass would still be fighting. <laughs> you done pissed me off. I'm going to have to get you. <laughs> uh, That's good. I think either is very honorable and deserved. You know, like, I think a lot of people make sacrifices so that other people have better lives. So I could see that. And, and also, if that really is something that you were, that you know that you can do and accomplish and you could do it well. But I think... That's I, true. I think the hardest part for me is that they are going to have a baby. So now the baby is going to be growing up in this type of world. But that baby, that that'll be all the baby knows, which is what it is. But I don't know. For me, I think I would choose to settle down too. Maybe it's because I'm almost 40 and I just want to like relax. I don't know. Is that a thing? Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> Can I retire already? Well, I think you're a lot less like Freya anyway. That's true. So I don't think it would be. That's true. Yeah. Also, like, the more I think about it, I think Freya wouldn't be a very good choice for having around when you're rebuilding. You know, she's just not wired that way. And I feel like 
she was really good at destruction and not <laughs> she she was built to be a weapon yeah not a peacekeeper and i think so god she's scary <laughs> towards the end there was i highlighted a number of pieces and I, I don't remember who was saying them to her but there you know there was someone kept accusing her of like you don't ever know what you're doing and you just you know bring things down that was ellie is that Ellie? They had that huge fight that was just catastrophic that they had to separate them. Yeah, and Those so two. like and people, you know, like I think some of the quotes were just like blind devotion to Freya. For some reason, everyone likes you even when you're clueless. <laughs> blind loyalty, everyone gives to Freya. All this, and and it, there is truth in that. You know, she she just cannonballed through a lot of things for three books. And some of it maybe wasn't for the benefit. She was making different calculus than like her mom, Genevieve, was making when trying to decide like weighing one person versus the whole. And Freya is still, I think, trying to make a choice for everyone, but she's doing it out of such a, there is a lot that she doesn't know and she's just making reactionary decisions. And so that could be very detrimental in if you were to set her down on a planet that's trying to build a brand new society. Like I I can see how that may be. She'd be better. Just let, like, keep her on the ship. Let her keep fighting. That's true. <laughs> That's true. We, we saw what happened in Executed, and, you know, she she took down the Sovereign, did everything she wasn't supposed to, and then, congrats, they got abducted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As punishment for, you know, doing what she did. So, she doesn't always help the situation. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, that kind of plays into the whole, like, best intentions. Don't. Don't always do good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, that's true. Okay. Good. Well, those were the things that I wanted to know about. Yeah, I think we covered <laughs> all my questions. I still, yeah, I like I like the answer that there might be something for Eric and Onyx because that was. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> that was fun. that one's gonna be super interesting. I'm really curious about how how that uh, intersects. How they're gonna in in insects. There may be sex, but a relationship at least. <laughs> Oh, I, I need AI sex. <laughs> uh, we'll see. You know, let's do our, our fun fuck facts. And so for interviews, what we do is we give the floor to our author. Um, so you could talk a little bit about how you got started, what you're working on, um, what you're doing now, or you could talk about none of that. We could talk about your cat. Anything you want to talk about, <laughs> the floor is yours. <laughs> So I do have plans for a Pacas book. Um, <gasps> I, I'm just keeping it off to the side because it, it, it doesn't follow the Star Trekky revenge story. But I have um, the first book in the trilogy. I should not be allowed to say the word trilogy <laughs> at this point. My writing partner's like, you realize three books turned into five turned into a series with spinoff series, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. Yes, series. <laughs> yes, I I so I have a anthology that I'm going to be in, and um, it should be releasing in August or September. It's, it's an alien romance one. And we are going to be following Harper, who was the field medic in the first book um, that Bash was captured with oh. at at the the colony. She had the weird name because everyone else has all these like sci-fi names and then there's just Harper. Harper. Yes. <laughs> Which everyone's like, that's such a strange name. <laughs> um, so she ends up on the other continent 
not high dream. So we're going to see kind of what that side of the world is like in her story as, as she finds love among aliens and abductions. Um, so we'll see a little bit more about their world. And then Opaka is going to get, you know, kind of a, a companion book that goes with it because they're going to be on opposite sides of the continent. So they're going to be on opposite sides of the treaty that's breaking down right now. Oh, okay. Since, you know, Freya kind of blew that up too. <laughs> Damn killed the Freya. negotiator by accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just... Best of him, you know. Uh, I've got plans for Tristan and Ellie. I've got plans for um, Alistair and Sayla. That's my brother's name, by the way. Alistair? No, Sayla. <laughs> oh, Sayla? <laughs> Yep. That's going to be awkward. It is. And I sent it to him. I'm like, look, you're a girl in this book. And he's like, cool. <laughs> I mean, he, at least he's a badass, you know? Yes. Yeah. Like she she was part of, she was in the resistance and had infiltrated Crimson. So she's yeah. like basically special ops. Yeah. But I've also got some shifter stuff coming up. I've got a surprise 4th of July book I'm trying to put out for... <laughs> Shifters? Is it this is the shifters? For the totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. The speed dating, right? Yes. This, yeah. Yes, for the speed dating. One of the best parts is I've gotten one of the guys that I work with involved. He's an electrician. And he's like, you should totally write this as your next book. And I'm like, you don't even know what you're signing up for. Okay. And the last person who goes, you should put me in your book. I've eaten by space zombies. Oh. <laughs> so maybe don't ask for that. Nice. Um, it's dead. Um, so he thinks he's going to be like some electrician hero type whatever guy. And I was like, yeah, no, you're actually going to be a platypus shifter. But nice. But he doesn't know that. So uh, that's, yeah. awesome. that's going to be fun when I give him the book. <laughs> I've got from the totally series, you know, Jaden, who was the best friend of Felix in the first book, his book came out as part of the anthology marked by the panther he's a panther shifter and so that series is starting to launch this year scout who was the wolf brother to the adopted turkey Turkey. shifter in the second book his series is starting you really do break all these tropes i'll tell you turkey platypus this is amazing i told you to read these these were so fucking fun i couldn't I couldn't wait each holiday, this so last awesome. one, every time they came out. And then the St. Patrick's Day one was a surprise. Like, I didn't know it was coming. And then all of a sudden, I was like, what? <laughs> I, I decided to write that one, like, the day before St. Patrick's Day. Wow. I love so much. So I didn't get a whole lot of sleep, so it got a little goofy towards the end. It was perfect. Um, they were so good. Oh, and speaking of that one, so Rasp, the um, scorned lover. Yes. Uh, his book is coming out for Halloween. Oh, we'll just so. do Zoe's like as our Halloween special forever. <laughs> we did the first because we did the last one. Yeah, our last Halloween last was your point. book. Totally spooked. Yeah. And we did a video for that one. Yes, we did. But I don't know. Did we ever? Sorry. Okay. Yeah, sorry. We now we're that. now we're getting distracted. <laughs> I love the totally books. Yeah, I love them. They're, they're a lot of fun. It was more like me and my writing partner. So over the pandemic, you know, we weren't able to meet. So we did a lot of Zoom meeting and we chat and whatever. And I think we were drinking 
Maybe. <laughs> we, we, we were either completely loaded on caffeine or drinking while sleep deprived, which is basically the same thing. <laughs> um, and my dumb ass went, I should write a book about a turkey shifter. And she was like, you should call it Totally Beasted. And I was like, yeah, that's never going to happen. We cracked up about it. Yes. And then four months later, Totally Spook started. And I'm like, nice. well, this is interesting. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So, yeah, no, I, I, I have a habit of breaking tropes. So I am trying to finally write one that doesn't really break anything. That's also, I have like eight. Seven seven books on deadline right now. Oh, oh my god! god. Wow, I have so many problems. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I work forty to fifty hours in a day job. Oh man! Oh my god! Uh, but there was a couple of authors who got together who were like, you know what? Let's just do a box set that's British and Irish mythologies, British Isle mythologies. And I was like, sure. And I was like, what are we writing? And they're like, we're not going to tell you. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Um, so they got a map of like British Isle mythologies. And so all of us signed up and they're like, okay, you're the author and you're doing this one. And then they would just name it off. And so I got Glastonbury Tor, which is where they think Avalon was oh. from King yeah. Arthur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I am writing a reverse harem Ooh. with... Gwen and Merlin and Arthur and a black cat. <laughs> <laughs> Could it be Sir Lancelot? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so I'm about halfway through writing that one now, so I'm super excited for it to come out. And I told myself it will honestly be a trilogy, but I'm not gonna <laughs> say the word trilogy anywhere in the series. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Unless it's officially finished. <laughs> yeah, you can't tease us like that. I'm going to be so busy this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Great. So how can people find you and reach you? Uh, Google Zoe Indiana. I'm everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is so unique. Um, if yes. you're not singing it to yourself to the tune of Gary Indiana, um, <laughs> which everyone loves to do, <laughs> you can find me on my website, zoeindiana.com. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, kind of, sort of, ish. That's how we um, feel about that's Twitter. That's where we're Twitter, too. We're Twitter-ish, too. <laughs> it exists. Exactly. <laughs> Every once in a while, I pop on TikTok and Instagram. I have pretty much stuff everywhere. Okay. I also have a Patreon, which is also Joey Indiana, that I am actually putting out chapters of books as I write them. Oh, okay. So you can read the book before it gets released. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All of them oh. at the same time. Yeah. Well, cool. Super fun. So, yeah, everyone, that is Zoe Indiana and the Vengeance series. series. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're gonna it's call a series. It. Series. series. No longer a trilogy. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you so much, Zoe, for joining us. I'm glad that I actually get to say your name over and over and be the right Zoe because I've been calling Freya Zoe. We had a lot of struggle with that in in episode two. (laughs) I just kept... And you didn't hear it on the the produced version because I cut myself off every single time. Well, yeah, I cut some of it. It's in there a couple of times. Some of it. But I cut off a lot more. (laughs) Like the whole... 
There was a there was, yeah, the was like, and then Zoe was doing this. I was like, Zoe wasn't there. <laughs> Zoe wasn't doing anything. That's for it. Zoe's not in the book. <laughs> so we wrote the book. <laughs> but it's it was it's been a pleasure. We were so happy to have met you at the Colorado Romance. Oh, help me with that. Word. Writers. 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 Oh, it's just one more word. <laughs> Um, so we are so happy that you were able to join us and we definitely look forward to reading some more, especially those totally. I, I will get to them. I will. They're so fucking good. Yes, I'll I don't quit understand college. why you aren't reading I'll them. read the books. They're short. You can read them They're in one really sitting. They're really quick. I am. Very small. Okay. But you know me. It took you three hours to read this book. <laughs> Took me four weeks. So they're, they're like fifty pages. They're, oh, yeah, they are fifty okay. pages. They're really tiny. Then I will do. They're I will very find time quick. to do them. Okay. They're fun. Awesome. They also just are hilarious. Yeah. Well, I loved Totally Spooked. I thought that one was great. Yes. The one the one that the I one got that to you read. did read, yeah. yes. And the rest are just as good. So And now I'm very excited for the fourth of July one. <laughs> what i'm writing today yeah 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 which you know i'm doing pretty good because i'm a week out so you know there's that yes it's not the day before That's see so awesome. yes success yes. <laughs> all right well yes thank you and we will keep reading zoe books so yeah <laughs> well thank you so much for having me on i never never thought that when you guys came and talked to us i was like well i'm gonna send them a really weird book <laughs> Oh, they're going, they're keep, they're continuing. What's going uh, on? I hooked them. <laughs> oh, you they're totally quick. hooked us. And then I think it was, it was the second book where we're like, we got to contact Zoe and have her on the show and have her tell her what's going on. Well, because yeah, we had, when we were reading the second one, all yes. of a sudden I went on the website. I was like, oh shit, the third one's coming out literally like the next month. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn it. If we had timed this slightly better, we yep. could have been releasing this episode during that but that's okay we're only a couple months behind we're fine we're good it's I okay it's not bad no yeah. same year yes <laughs> <laughs> all right well again thank you so thank much you. and um yeah we hope you enjoyed us as much as we have enjoyed you and we will talk to you later i yeah. guess <laughs> awesome thank you it's been a blast awesome bye bye Okay, guys, that was our interview with Zoe Indiana. Zoe, thank you so much for joining us. That was a ton of fun. I'm like drenched in sweat. I'm so sorry. It's so hot. If I, we have to turn off and do so many different things to to get all of the sound. Yeah, there's, right. There's no AC. Right and now. and the windows are all closed. Well, and you and I are wearing our long sleeve our shirts. hotter our hotter shirts because yes. we're fucking geniuses. Sure. You wore your long sleeve, and I wore the winter one. So yep. this is yep. You know, oh, yep. give me that sweat. Yeah. So. <laughs> Luckily, I did put That's on deodorant right before we yes. started recording. I did for sure <laughs> fucking make sure I did that. I was like, okay. But we hope you guys enjoyed our review with Zoe's Vengeance series. Yes. So yeah, let's uh, let's do our thing. We'll close out the book. We'll do our reading. We'll do our next book, and then we'll move on. Yes. Um. So we're gonna count it down. Book sex. Sex book. Book sex. What do we do? Story sex. Why do we always forget? Why this? do we not know Why how we do our own shit? Don't we know shit? anything? Book sex on three. Okay, at three. After three. After three. After three. <laughs> okay, ready? One, two, three. Eight. Eight. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Eight, yes. And 
Nine. Nine. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the sex she gives is good. It's really long like she sex. gives really long descriptive sex mm-hmm. scenes where they are. It's it's not the talking that we don't like, but it is like where they communicate. Mm-hmm. But like they change positions, they move over here, they discuss things, they, they you know please each other. It's just instead of like just something kind of fast that mm-hmm. you know like transitions you from one action scene to the next. It is a whole long scene. It's yeah. multiple pages, pages and pages yes. of sex, and you're like, this is great. Nice descriptive, and her writing is good. So it's not like bad writing and good descriptive sex. It's it's very fluid, so it works. And the, the, they have different types of sex. Like I know you just said that, but like in the beginning, it was real cautious, and then it gets like more adventurous and stuff towards the end. So on the third book, there's they start playing with anal plugs. Well, it feels like a real relationship. And I think yeah. it's partly what we don't get in our other books because we usually read one-offs, like where the whole relationship is contained in one book. Yeah. Um, and we just go, okay, this so-and-so, you know, these two were fated mates and they got together. This is their story, the end. Yeah. And then even if it's part of a broader series, the next book's somebody else, right? There's very few series that we've carried the characters through. Okay. Um, I think one of the only ones was John Charming. Yeah. And he's yeah. not in a relationship for two books, so I don't <laughs> we know don't why we keep anything. reading those. I don't uh, either, but we really like him. <laughs> we love him, but, but it's just not, it's really not a romance that's, book. That's so funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> but so here we actually get three books of a developing relationship. So you go through yeah. the stages with Fashion Freya and you get, you know, Zoe <laughs> nails what kind of interactions those mm-hmm. different stages relationship plateaus results in and so i think that's really well done if you love action you can't go wrong with these books Mm -hmm. because there's always something absolutely (laughs) something is always somebody's kidnapped and something is blowing up (laughs) all the time (laughs) you're never shy of action so there's a lot of fun to be had there like we talked about, she just wants to, you know, turn our, you know, standard ideas on the head. And that's super fun to read. It, it, it's challenging and yeah. it's different and it's fun. So. Yeah, we've talked before about finding books that aren't about saving the entirety of the world, the fate of the world and all of that, and, or fated mates. This was also something completely different that we don't find very often. It was good to fall into a different type of trope and broken tropes, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's turned upside down mm-hmm. and inside out. Absolutely. I enjoyed right. it very much. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah, cool. Thanks, cool. All right, and next episode will be Angel Rising by Laverne Thompson, read by Ron Hertzig. So we're looking forward to that. Please, Mm -hmm. we strongly encourage everyone to read or listen along with us as we go through these books, because that's kind of the point. That's what we're doing. (laughs) That's what we do. Read read words, children. Books are so good, and more people should read books. Totally. All right, and on that note, in the meantime, please reach out to us if you want to talk about anything and you like us and you want to say hey we like to say hey back uh <laughs> if you're an author and you want to do an interview let us know obviously we do those we do those they're fun yes um but you can reach us on social media at sturdy books on instagram facebook twitter tiktok <laughs> maybe maybe i'll get back on there by the time this comes out i love that when uh zoe was naming off all of hers she was hesitant about the same exact ones we were hesitant about i was like yes girl those are the tough twitter ones twitter and tiktok they're just challenging <laughs> or you can email us directly at 
dirtybooks at gmail.com. And all of those are sh with three H's. And you can visit us on our website at dirtybooks.com and most places that you can find podcasts. And thank you so much, Jim Townsend, for the music. And if everyone that's listening has a moment to go onto any of the platforms and give us a rating and a review, we would very much love that. Yes. And with that, we are going to say goodnight. This is Saylette. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Listening to Shh, reading dirty books with Galena and Saylet. Be sure to tune into the next episode. Some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.